And this is Warlords and Warlocks. Okay, so this is our second episode. Official episode two. Hey, hey. Yeah. Moving up in the world. All right. We'll uh, start out as always with Hobby Progress. Yeah. Do you want to go first or should I? Uh, you know what? Why don't you go ahead? All right. Um, I've, had, I've only had a couple games. I've missed several of my Wednesday week, War Machine weeks. Um, this month was kind of rough for that. I did get a couple games in. Um, it's about all I've played miniature-wise. Of course, I've gotten some uh, D&D stuff in. My wife started DMing the... Dragon Heist. Dragon Heist, yes, the Barbies campaign. Awesome, awesome campaign um, already. <clears throat> let's see, what else? I don't think I've done any other role-playing in the last month. Um, I bought a couple things. Yes. I, I, I picked up a second Colossal for my Protector to Menoth for War Machine. Um, I just couldn't help it because it was like 40 bucks, 45 bucks. Yeah, at that price, you really can't say no. No, it's like 60% off. Yeah. It's, it's hard to go, no, I'm not going to buy that. Jesus. So, there's that. Um... I, what else did I we, we pre-ordered. Yes, we did. Shadow Spear. So excited. Which we will be talking about later. Yes, and I will be picking up Saturday morning before I come over for gaming. Right now. Oh. oh. I know, right? I'm excited. I'm going to be bringing clippers and glue. C- so. Come man. <laughs> come man buy and get my own box. I know. You're going to get your own because you're special. No, no. Because you want the primary stuff. Yeah, there. I want yeah. both sides. Yeah. Having double of the chaos side is not going to hurt me, so. But that's really all I've done. I've done a little, very minor amount of painting on a couple of my jacks. And that's it. I, I've been, I've had a pretty rough month as far as the hobby goes. You and me both. So, that's on to you then. What about uh, your hobby project? Yes. Well, um... I finally, finally finished building all the stuff that I have for my Space Wolves. Um, nice. It's all built. Half of it is primed. Cool. Uh, I just have to get like three units primed yet. Which means you've, you've probably got more primed yes, than I, have I actually have primed. painted for my yes. Chaos. Yes, yes. Um... I haven't done a whole lot of painting. There hasn't been time for it. And, of course, I went to Pensacon. Yeah, um, yeah you did. Which, which led to me making some purchases. Um, I made some purchases. And I am now officially playing Gene Stealer Cult as well. So. Great big floaty fucking tank. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, well, you know, you're going you're gonna to have fun with that. Because yeah. I'm going, I'm going all, all in on the jackals and the Achilles. Yeah, the there's going to be a lot of fast-moving crap with yes. your... Uh... And it all starts in ambush. Yep. So, it so essentially you... gets deep strike, turn one. Um... Well, it's during deployment. It's just, yes. you don't you don't have to put it out in your deployment zone. Which is amazing. If I remember that's... correctly, they're the only RB that's... that doesn't have to start on the table. But that's at still all. a discussion for another For second. a later day, yes. Um... Obviously, the Waterdeep campaign. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is your first rogue in that game, right? 
Yes, this is the first rogue I have ever played in any RPG ever. Which I'm really glad that you chose to um, well, it play rogue. It lets you. you well, it, it does a couple things. It ensures that the wrong players who would abuse the, the, the class aren't playing it. Yes, this is true. And it gives you a new avenue of role play. Yes, because... You know me. I play a lot of the clerics, a lot of fighters. Paladin if you can. Paladin on a rare occasion I will play. <laughs> yeah. But I never have played the rogue. I've played a bard, but that's not the same not thing. Not the same thing. Um, I am in the process of starting a game for uh, Heather and her friend from Tennessee. Oh. Uh, so I'll be running a little two-player game. Um. And I am still working on figuring out a new game, probably either for 5th or Starfinder. Maybe. This should, this could be considered hobby to hobby progress. Now they're saying that I can go back for a second. Next week I should get my Expanse RPG book. Now that's cool. <clears throat> it uses the age system. So like yes. Dragon Age and Modern Age and all that Fantasy Age, mm. it uses that system. Yes, which is a nice system. Off, off the, off the Modern Age start, mm-hmm. and then it goes to sci-fi for the. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward oh, to it. Uh, that reminds me, I officially bought my first War Machine, or well, not War Machine, but Hordes. Yes. Army. Uh, Heather and I both just bought into it. I picked up Couple some scores. Yeah. She picked up some Circle of Ouroboros. Yep. Uh, as soon as she has her built, we're going to play our first game. <clears throat> I think it's going to be a fun time, and it's a good, you know, as far as miniature a, war games go, it's a good ease in. It's yeah, not like 40k. Start, you start out, <laughs> you start out, it's, it's actually designed to start out with the starter boxes and play the starter boxes. Yes. And then you build up, and then yes. you go from zero points to 15 points, to, you know, that's a, it is a good start. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a decent beginner game. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about the rule set yet, but I've only played it once or twice. Yeah, and so. it's really hard to play when your opponent knows what they're doing and you don't. Yes. Even, even, when, even when I sit there and I'm, and I'm trying to explain everything, I know you're not getting it all. Well, you can only get so much yeah, in one game. Yeah. And especially when it's like a army that you're not fully interested in yet. Yeah, when you don't really care about the army. Yeah, and Scorn just has a look that I like, so yeah. that's really the only reason I went with them. Um, yep, just throw it all on the floor. It's okay. I'll just pick the plate. Yeah, just just throw my bets box on the floor. <laughs> so hey, hey, I think that about. I, yeah, I say leave it in. <laughs> it's funny um, so that pretty much ends it. oh I did give you that uh, demon prince that oh uh, yeah yep. so that, that adds to my chaos army yes uh, which use him well uh, against someone else <laughs> <laughs> he never did much for me maybe he'll do more for you alright so. well we'll see anyway let's uh, we'll wrap that up we'll move on the next segment is our that's miniature. Uh, no, we do role playing next. Yes. Role so let's playing. do. Let's take a break, and we'll, then we'll come back for our role playing section. Yes. Okay. So we're back. 
We are doing our role-playing session. Yes. We are talking this time about the races of Starfinder. Yes. We're actually going to go through each book and talk a little bit about all of the playable races. Yes, we are. I am super excited for this, obviously. So, we're going we're to switch back and forth. You're going to start with the core rule book. Yes. We'll start with core rules. So, the core rule book has a nice little selection. Um, you've got the androids, artificial creatures, both uh, biological and mechanical. Uh, they're created by humans in this setting as servants, and they won their freedom. Uh, they essentially went through their own little, you know, slave revolt and won their freedom, which is pretty cool. That's the way it always goes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You make you make the the robots to serve you. They rise up against you. You are forced to recognize their sovereignty. That's pretty much it. Yeah, um, and they have a lot of cool abilities, and they can do a lot of cool things. Um, I want to try playing one someday. Well, I kind of like the whole. You really thing. enjoyed it. <laughs> you know, if I don't just remake five. Well, I expect you to remake five eventually. <laughs> I'm remake me one of these could be six. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they're a neat race though. They have <clears throat> a couple of neat bonuses. Um, they have sixty foot no light vision, which that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, they get natural plus two. Bonus to all their saving throws against disease, mind effects, poison, sleep. Yeah. Um, unless they're specifically designed to affect constructs. You know, they have... Uh, Robot diseases? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> they have a neat little uh, negative to them uh, called flat effect. It's negative two to sense mode checks. <clears throat> oh yeah, because they can't quite get human emotions. Mm -hmm. And they get yeah, yeah, plus two cool. sense motive check against them. Because they're they harder can't quite to read. Lie. Yeah. But you know, you know, two to dex, two to intelligence, minus two to charisma. Oh yeah, yeah. They have upgrade slots, so they can always add on and tack more stuff on and be cooler. <clears throat> so what's next? You got your standard humans. Human I mean humans, humans are humans as humans. Uh you know, bonus feet, plus two to any one ability. Yeah. And skilled, which basically means uh, they gain additional skill ranks at first level and each level thereafter. Cool. Nothing too crazy. Pretty no, simple. pretty standard. Yeah. Then so, you have the, I'm probably going to butcher this, uh, the Kasathas. Really cool Those four the four armed, armed race. Guys? Yeah, yes. they're kind of neat. We, we kind of touched on them. Yes, four arms, really long heads. So, yeah, the elongated head. Yeah, uh, two to strength, two to wisdom. Green skin, is it? Uh, grayish, grayish, grayish blue, yeah. Um, two to strength, two to wisdom. Mm. They lose to an intelligence. Uh, they move through non magical terrain and deserts. Hills and mountains at normal speed. That's kind of neat. So they so they're not slowed down except for if it's magic. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're four armed, so they can ready more items at once. They can carry more weapons. Uh, they have being able a, to switch between weapons is also really neat. Yes. So they can take a weapon that's stunned if they don't, you know, in, in two different hands and go. I'm going to have the stun in this hand. 
and I'm going to kill you in this hand. Yeah. Well, and they, they decide which one they want to shoot who with. In theory, they could even hold two different rifles. Oh, yeah. And yeah. be able to two fire full long, Two long yeah. rifles. Yeah. They have a neat little ability <clears throat> called uh, Historian. They get a plus two to culture checks, which is pretty neat. And then they have a plus two to acrobats and athletics. Yeah, because they're, I, yeah, I get Just, that. you know, four the arms. Whole train and, thing, the whole yeah. train thing is kind of what they were going yeah. for. So they're, they're pretty neat. Uh, next you have the Lashuntas. Right, they have the antenna. They're, they're kind of special. Uh, they kind of look like people with antennas. Don't they have big, bigger eyes? Kinda? Uh, their eyes are a touch bigger, but not by much. No, really? No, not really. Um, they got the markings on their faces. Yes. Like they technically have two different types. Right. Uh, right. There is the... Kind of subclasses. Yes. The, Sub-races. The Kurasha, which are very muscular. They get a natural plus oh. two to strength, but they lose two to wisdom. Then there's the Damea. Which are plus two to intelligence, but they lose two to con. So they're frail but intelligent. Yes. I get. I, I see or what they're doing. Or strong there. and they lack wisdom. Right. Yeah. I get. I see what they were doing there. Uh, they have their own special magic, uh, spell-like abilities. At will, they can daze, oh, or use psychokinetic uh, hand. And once a day, they can detect thoughts, which is pretty cool. I don't think when Chris played one of those, I don't think I don't she think used she much used, of that at all. No, she used the detect thoughts. thoughts yeah. yeah, but I think that's the only one she really yeah. used. Uh, they have limited telepathy. They can she communicate within thirty feet with you know anything that's sentient, really. Uh, he, even with multiple creatures. A language. Yeah. With, as long as they share a language. Oh, uh, so they actually have to yes. speak a language they understand. Yes. But they can do it with multiple targets. Targets, but it's just as difficult to talk to multiple targets with telepathy as it is to have a conversation with six people in a room, anyway. But you can so, do it without other people hearing, which yes, is the whole point. Yes. Especially and, if you do a, if you do up a team of like covert operatives. Yeah. So you know if you're if you're breaking into a place, you're thieves, you're basically assassins or whatever. You, a Lushunta, might be really good to have on the party. Totally. They also get a neat little rule called student. They get a plus two racial bonus to any two skills of your choice. It's kind of like the um, expertise. Yes. Yeah, they just... Any two of your choice, that's pretty neat. That lets you customize them a little more depending on what kind of class you want to play. I think it's... I think it's pretty boss. It sounds really neat, actually. It's kind of nice. Uh, then you have the Shirins. They are a insect race. Bun- they're the, yeah, they're, the yeah, they're kind of like locusts. Um, yeah. Their their whole storyline is kind of neat. Their race came to invade, and then the hive mind was destroyed. So they suddenly had free will for the first time in their entire existence. <coughs> and they have no clue where they're from. No clue at Me. all. Um, I did not know that about them. Yeah, they have a, a neat little ability called Blind Sense. Oh, yeah. So they can yeah. sense vibrations uh, for 30 feet. They ignore stealth bonuses to visual camouflage and 
Invisibility. I mean, the blind sense rule is really neat. Well, yeah, it's really great against things like invisibility or oh yeah, when you're in one room and there's somebody in the next room over and you mm-hmm. know they're there. Yes. Uh, they get natural plus two to con and wisdom. They lose two to charisma. Um, uh, well, they're bug people. Unless you're and doing something that specifically did it like, like, like uh, an operative that uses charisma. Yes. I, I can see how you wouldn't care that you're losing um they do have a neat little rule called communalism so once per day as long as an ally is within 10 feet of them they can make a single attack roll or skill trick twice and take the higher result oh okay so Kind of like advantage in, D- in D&D 5th edition. Yes. They essentially get advantage <clears throat> as long as they're within 10 feet of an ally, of an ally once per day. Well, that's kind of cool. Uh, they have a cultural fascination plus two to diplomacy and culture. You know, they're... Because they want to learn about other cultures. Yeah, well, because they didn't they, really have their own right. for the longest time. Yeah. And then they have the limited telepathy just like the Lashuntas, which is pretty neat. Then... Ah, the Vask. Yes. So, these dudes are like giant iguana people. Yeah. They are super cool looking. They tend um, to be big and tough. They are. Uh, they get two to strength, two to con, but they lose two to wisdom. They've got armor savant. So, when they're wearing armor, they gain a plus one AC. Uh, when they're so, wearing... an, extra, an extra bonus armor. Yes. Just for, just for having armor. Yes. And when they're wearing heavy armor, their armor check penalty is one less severe than normal. Oh, that's actually not bad because yeah. some, a lot of them are only one and two anyway. Yeah. So they've got fearless, so they get plus two to saving throws against fear effects. That's pretty neat. Uh, they have low light vision. And they have natural weapons. So they can do damage with unarmed strikes. It's a 1d3. Basically, they have big claws. Yeah, pretty much. That's because pretty much what it comes down to. One of the, one of the later, later races have the same unarmed weapons. Yes. They it literally, it basically, in the entry says, check out the best scan unarmed weapons. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't even tell you what it is in that entry. Yeah. Which made me kind of go, what? No. Well, you know, you have to have the core rulebook to play anyway. Right. So. Uh, well, no, then, we did. We did. It wasn't yeah. a problem. And then there comes Joe's favorite race. Uh, one of them, anyway. Yeah, the Yoskai. I really love the Yoskai. Well, what I like about them, first off, is background-wise, they are neat. They're not really from anywhere either anymore. Yeah. They've traveled so much and extensively that people only can only only guess where their home planet is. Yes. Because if you ask the Yokai, they go, well, I live over there. Yeah. They. You yeah. know, so you know, you're on a ship and you're like, well, so where are you from? Oh, I'm from the station we left. Yeah. What, what do you mean? Well, I was born on that station, so I'm from that station. So, yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty neat for that. Uh, but they they spread out like mice. Well, yeah, because they like are mice. like they're mice people. They really yeah. made them very much like mice. Um, they're really neat. I like them. I do too. Uh, two to dex, two to intelligence, but they lose two to strength. Yeah, they're not strong, but they're um, smart and quick. Yes, and in the core rulebook, they, they are great. the. Only small humanoid race right. in the core rulebook. 
but they, they make great um, mechanics. That's only because that's what you play. No, no, no. They do. They really the do. The idea is being small, they can yeah. get into places nobody yeah. else can get into to fix them. And but, uh, that's not entirely true. The legacy races have some small races. True, but do we really need to get into the it, legacy it, races? You know what? If people want to play their space elf, they can play their space elf. Yes, they can play their space dwarf. <clears throat> space goblin, space, yeah. space halfling. They're all there. Yeah. Actually, the goblin has its own entry, in, I think, in this book. Yeah, in uh, one of the alien archives. Yeah. Um, so there's, they've got cheek pouches. That's one of their special rules. Kind of like so, yeah, just sticking stuff in their mouth that can carry around. Like <laughs> They can store one cubic foot of items weighing up to one bulk in their cheeks. And they can transfer them between hand and cheek as a swift action. See, that's what I'm talking about, the mechanic thing, though. I throwing, know. throwing nuts and bolts and stuff and, and small tools into your mouth and in your cheek pouches, get into a job and be able to spit out bits as you need them. <laughs> true. That's kind of neat. Uh, they're the only race that has true dark vision. Yeah. They're uh, at least in the main book, and it's sixty foot, which is pretty cool. Of course, there's no no light vision in one guys, but that's not quite the same because dark vision needs some sort some of light. light. Yeah. Complete blackness is still complete blackness. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Does Sky have a rule called Moxie? Yeah. So. A Yaskai can stand from prone as a swift action. And additionally, when off kilter, they do not take normal penalties to attacks or gain the flat foot condition. And when they attempt acrobatics to tumble through a space of an opponent at least one size category larger, Which being small, they receive a plus five bonus to the check. Yeah. So they basically go... They, I'm going to roll right through. I'm just going to move over to the other side of you. They they kind of pull the halfling thing. Yeah. They really do fill the role of the halfling. Yep. So you don't really need the halfling because they do what the halfling did. Yes. And then they've got scrounger. Yeah. Uh, plus two to engineering, health, and or stealth and survival checks. Which is, well, once again, yeah, one of the things that really makes good, good for that. Yes, they are. Yes, I can see to the right. yada, yada, yada. All right, so... Alien Archive is the next book. We'll yes. Because that was everybody out of the regular core rule book. That is the core rule book. It's done. It's down. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the, the Alien Archive here. So I'm going to just page through until I come to the ones that say um, character. Okay. Okay. So the first playable race is the Marafu. Oh, those are cool. They are an interesting, floaty, I don't know how to describe it, almost cephalopod-looking thing. Think Nautilus. That would be the best way to put it. Um, yeah, they, they like really a, are... Like an upside-down Nautilus. Almost, uh, well, this this picture is almost a little cthulhu -y. Well, yeah, well, the second one, that's when a bunch of them join together. Oh, right. Anyway. Yeah, they're really neat. So they, they start out with uh, plus two con and wisdom, minus two to dex. Uh, Not having fingers, just tentacles. They're medium, so they're good size. Yeah. Uh, 
oh, they've got this is the early stage, early stage. Yeah, that's the. And then this stage. is the late stage. Mm-hmm. That's what that is. The early stage is the thing that looks kind of like a nautilus with nautilus with tentacles coming out of the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gives you upper limb refinement. Which allows them to add an additional amount to melee damage rolls equal to their strength modifier. So they add it again. That is pretty neat. <clears throat> uh, tough and dermal gives them plus one AC. Um, the developed lower limbs give them a base speed of 15 feet. Um, the, what is this other one? Molecular level modifications grants a res- two resistance against uh, a single energy type, which you choose at the top. And then they have elongated limbs, so they you have a ten inch reach or ten foot reach. That's what the early stage adaptation gives you. Then they have floater, so they're. Their base speed is zero, but they must fly speed of thirty. In the when they when they grow up, basically, <clears throat> they have limited. Uh, oh no! Yeah, no, they have a. Even the early stage, it starts with has a a base move of zero and a fly speed of thirty. With average maneuverability, um, they have limited telepathy, just like the other races we were talking about at thirty feet. Um, but then they have stray, strange anatomy. Early stage gain plus one racial bonus to fortitude saving throws. Not bad. Um, yeah, that's kind of neat. Yeah, overall, they're pretty neat little race. They're, they're completely non-human, though. Oh, yeah. Like, hard to describe non-human. Right. Oh, <laughs> Lord. I know this one. So the next playable race is the Contemplative. These are cool. Which are basically brains with little robotic bodies attached to them. Pretty much, yeah. Um, they get plus four to intelligence and plus two to charisma. But they get minus two to both strength and con. Well, they have no bodies. Yeah. Not really. I, I think they um, their starting health is like two. Like they they're are They're medium, so this is a big brain. It's not like a Yeah, brain. like these are you know it's it's they're really neat. They are super neat. Uh, I actually get, wouldn't mind playing one. They get a thing called applied knowledge once per day, uh, while attempting uh same same throw or a skill check. Uh, against a creature, they can use the bonus for the skill associated with the creature's type. So that's pretty cool. Um, the other, the next ability uh, that they've got um, is called atrophy. What it is basically is they can they can handle most one-handed things just fine. But most two-handed things, they can't use it at all unless they're dedicating some telekinetic 
power to it. And then they're still at a minus four. Um, Very well. Yeah, they have they have blind sense. Blind sense also have thirty feet, so they get another race of blind sense, mm -hmm. and of course the flight thing because mm -hmm. they're trying to find the brain. Yeah. <laughs> How can you go wrong? <laughs> Seriously. Um, the next race here is the Dralik. I did some looking at this. This is this race is interesting because I'm, I was trying to figure out what it was. Um, and what it is, is it's a race that's evolved that used to be aquatic. They've got kind of web fingers and toes and vestigial gills. They don't mm. really breathe in the underwater, but they look like they could. Hmm. Wow. Um, the, the plus two kind of wisdom, minus two charisma. They have dark vision of 60 foot. Not bad. They have some spell-like abilities. Um, uh, Wisp ally, they can do once per day. And they can do ghost sound or fatigue at will. Neat. Um, they get they have a, uh, an ability called Lurker, which gives them plus four bonus to step out, stealth checks in dim light or dark. Um, and then they get a plus two racial saving throw resistance against necromantic effects. Oh, that's cool. And they have a specialized weapon that they use as um, Shadow Staff, which is just kind of neat. Yeah. Okay, so the next one is the Dragon King. Oh, everybody's favorite or most hated. Um, well, here, <laughs> part of the problem with Dragon King is they are large. They are yeah. not medium creatures. They are big. Yeah, they <clears> are. <throat> so they get plus four strength. They're huge, so they're gonna. And minus two dex. Um, which, with the modifiers for getting hit for being large, that can kind of suck. Yeah. They, of course, get breath weapons. Um, and the similar dr draconic immunities. Mm -hmm. So, you know, fire breath weapon, immune fire, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, they get draconic vision, which is dark vision of 60 foot. And low light vision as well. Then they have flight, 30 foot flight, with average maneuverability uh, until their fifth level. They have to, they have to, they have to stop on the ground. They can't stay in the air until their fifth level. After their fifth level, they can stay off the ground and just keep flying around. Nice. <clears throat> and then they have this thing called partner bond. So you can pick one person and you bond with them and you treat between the two of you like you have telepathy. Not limited telepathy, but telepathy at 100 feet. Not bad. You can't get a second bond unless you're the, the target of the first bond is dead. Ooh. Right? Okay. not want to be the target of the bond. No. <laughs> so the next class, or the next race, is the drow. Oh, the classic yeah. drow. And they are exactly what you would expect drow to be. Dark vision, immunities, light sensitivity, keen senses, and some drow magic. Nothing fancy. They're, and I think they put them in this because they'd already put... The legacy the, races. The, the, the elves and the legacy yeah. races, so... 
Okay, the next race is the Fomorians. They Which, are these insect people. To be fair, they are also technically a legacy race. Yeah, yeah. But you they, could play yeah, those yeah, in yeah. you know, Pathfinder um, and D and D. because uh, well this book doesn't distinguish between legacy races, it's just all races. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Um they they are insect races that have four legs attached to a thorax and then a human upper body attached to that. Humanoid, not human. Yeah. Humanoid. Plus There's two not strength very and much con, human minus about two them. wisdom. The medium, they have dark vision up to 60 foot and have blind sense scent nice. up to 30 feet. That's not bad. Uh, they have limited telepathy, natural weapons, so they got little claws too. Um, and then they get a sonic resistance, sonic resistance of five. Not bad. So yeah, it's, it's neat. Um, the goblin, actually, the entry is Goblin, comma, space. So, space goblin. And because this is done by Paizo, yes, it is they a are, Pathfinder goblin yeah, wearing the, the essentially head, a fishbowl. The, the, fitball, <laughs> the football head goblin with the big ears, yeah. Yes. And they're pretty standard for goblins, too. They got Scrounger and Tinker, which is what you would think it would be. It's to make stuff. Um... It, it lets him remove penalty for uh, things with broken the broken ability. Yeah. Um, they're fast, so they actually move thirty five. Their movement is thirty five. That's not bad. No, not bad at all. They have dark vision at sixty foot. Plus four dex, minus two charisma. Uh, then they go. The next one's the greys, which are. Classic, classic alien. Little gray yes. big head, big eyes. You know, gray Small skin. mouths. Pretty much no, yeah. no features. Mm -hmm. um, they get plus four intelligence and minus two strength. But they're small. Grays are small. They have dark vision, sixty foot, and they have some some magic, their own magic. Uh, they get mind thrust once per day. And they can do days and telepathic message at will. And then they have phase. They can shift out of phase and gain a 20% mischance when someone tries to hit them. That's pretty neat. Yeah, it's kind of different, huh? Yeah. Oh, this then is one of my favorites. The, the Han. H-A-A-N. I love these guys. I want to play one. They are a four-limb, two legs, two arms... Insect race that are far more insect than some of the other. Not only are they, they insect, these great big things that they're they're more like spiders. Kind of. I, I see them more like ticks. Well, this one, the, the 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 monster version um, can can spin web. Yeah. Uh, let's see what they get. Um, plus two strength and dex, minus two intelligence. They're large, so they're big. Yeah. Um, dark vision, 60 foot. They get a fire spray. 30 foot cone of fire. Hmm, that's kind of interesting. It does a little bit of damage and reflex save, that kind of thing. Nothing fancy, but it's different that they do it. It's kind of 
it, it's not listed as fire breath. So I'm not sure they're spitting it out their mouth. Yeah, I, I think they kind of went with the whole uh, idea of like the bombardier beetle for them. Yeah. Mix a bombardier beetle and like a spider. I mean, they look very um, cool. They also get an ability called slow fall. As long as there's an atmosphere, they can create a web bubble to slow their fall. It functions as per the yes, per slight flight. Yes, yeah, that first time. Nice. <laughs> That's, That's kind of neat. Cool. Actually, yeah. It's like no. I I didn't even I'll just, realize. I'll that. just jump out this plane. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, these guys the are next, cool. The next one here these is the guys are cool. Akeshti. Yes. Okay. So there's two versions of them, too. Yes. The, the, the Broodminder and the Rivener. And the Rivener is this great big monstrous looking thing. Best way to describe it is for any Fallout fans, Deathclaw. They, because they, they, look like, death they look claw. like a lizard. They look like a lizard man. Yeah. In the, the, the Broodminder does. And the other one does too, but it looks like he got a hold of some bad steroids and. And grew some horns and has gone kind of crazy. Uh, plus two decks and intelligence, minus two wisdom. Mm hmm. They are, however, small humanoid. I did not realize they were small. Yeah. So they are not these big monsters. Um, and here, the. the the Rivener becomes large. Yes. So they get a lot bigger. Yes. They go from small to large. Um, they have Desert Survivor. And they can go without water for three days. Dang. Like, no water at all for three days and still function normally. That's pretty cool. After that, they, they attempt um, to you make this con safe for, to prevent non-lethal damage. Uh, natural climbers, they have a climb speed of 15 foot. See, and I don't think, I think this is for the regular guys, not the Rivener. So I don't yeah, think you, you can cannot play as a Rivener now. They'd be, well, they'd be mindless beasts, I'd imagine. Well, yeah, because I think the idea of the Rivener is whenever they're left alone too long, they kind of just go insane. Okay, check this out. They got a skill called Shed Skin, which allows them to basically shed a portion of their skin to give themselves a plus four acrobatics check for escape, uh, to escape grapples and, and pins and restraints and stuff like that. Yeah, I'd call that neat. That's just neat. When you, you can't lock them in manacles, they're just going to pull their hands out. Yeah. Um, they also squirt blood. Oh, yeah, that's right. They do have that. That's pretty cool. Um, squirt blood is an ability that says... Uh, once per day, as a move action, they can squirt blood from its eyes. From yeah, from one of its eyes at a foe, uh, up to thirty feet as a ranged attack. I, I don't care who you are. That's just cool. Yeah, against their KAC. Mm -hmm. um, a successful hit grants the next ally who hits them. Uh. A ben the benefit of carrying fire against them. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so basically, you shoot blood at a guy out of your eye, and then you're, the next guy who hits him is he gets a, 
It's a bonus, is what it is. Ah, uh, okay. So the next race on the Kalo. Yeah, Kalo. Kalo. These guys they are. are neat too. They are obviously you're, water creatures. Yeah. To be fair, you're gonna hear me say these guys are neat a lot in this because I love they this. They actually get the aquatic subtype. Mm-hmm. They have cold resistance five. Um. They have a base speed move of 20, but a, a swim of 50. Uh, they can, they have, they have blind sight sound, 60 foot. And their specialized eyes grant them low light vision. They also get stealthy swimmers, which is plus four to, to stealth while in water. And they get, they have the plus two dex and plus two wisdom for the minus two con. They're kind of neat. Yeah. Nothing super fancy, but kind of neat. Oh, boy. Here's a name I'm not sure I'm going to try. Let me see it. Maracoy? Oh, the Maracoy. Yeah, Maracoy. Yeah. They they look like really large eyes by humanoid monkeys. Yes. Okay. So, plus two kind of wisdom, minus two decks. Um, they're medium humanoids. They have blind sense, sound, 30 foot. Um, they have a base speed of 20, low light vision, natural hunter, so they get plus two to survival checks. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have a prehensile tail. Which is always neat. Yeah, yeah, it's like an extra hand that just doesn't have fingers. Totally Goku. That's right. <laughs> Hey man, I'm all about it. Um, let's see. The next race. It's actually quite a bit down. They are the Noir. N-U-A-R. Oh, yes. The Noir. They are effectively the old Toran race from uh, World, World of Warcraft. They're, yeah. yeah they're they're very Toran, like very Minotaur. They're four-horned four uh, Minotaur guys. Uh, plus two strength and intelligence, minus two dex, medium humanoids, uh, dark vision of 60 foot. They have a gore. So they basically, it's a, you move a, a ten, like 10 foot in a straight line. And you, as long as you move that far, when you hit someone with your horns, you get extra damage. Yeah. Um, they have maze mind. <laughs> which is an ability that reads... Um, they can naturally sense direction. And they intuitively understand uh, complex patterns. So, as a result, they don't get lost very, very, like, they're not likely to get lost. Um, it's a, they get a wisdom bonus. It's kind of neat uh, check for them to be able to make, just auto get lost. Um, but you can use it with piloting and navigation. Now that is cool. And survival, actually. Um, okay, then they have natural weapons. So they have their horns, of course. Uh, and then they're swift. Their base movement is 40. Nice. Yeah. But then there's the reptoids, uh, which are another very reptilian race. Tails and, and scales. and. They're your classic... Uh, reptile alien that 
you know, you know the pe- the ones uh, that people think take over the planet slowly oh, yeah, by, yeah. you well, know, they get they get plus two strength, replacing charisma, people. and minus two dex. Oh, kind of like the uh, aliens from V. Medium That's probably a good way of putting it. Reptoid and shape changer subclass. Yep. Um, so they have shape change, which allows them to take the the form of a single medium humanoid. And they get a plus 10 for you to, uh, as like a disguise check for you to figure out it's not that person. Yeah. So you make a disguise check at plus 10, and that's what they need to get, make the check over mm-hmm. to go, oh, that's not him. Uh, they're cold blooded. So they get plus two on saving throws. Um, oh, wow. For mind affecting po- and poisons. Uh, low light vision and natural weapons. Because they have these big, sharp, like lizardy claws. Mm-hmm. The next race are the Rhyphorian. Okay, they look very elfy. Long, pointy ears, big, pointy eyebrows. Uh, they get plus two counter wisdom, minus two strength. Medium humanoids. Uh, let's see. They get a bonus feat at first level. They have keen senses, so just like the like an elf would. Low light vision, and then trimorphic. Okay, they've got three different kinds. Okay, so the summerborn get resistance fire. The winterborn get resistance cold, and the transitional gain uh, cold and fire resistance of two. So when they are subjected to extreme weather, they make a check every hour instead of every 10 minutes. That's pretty neat. And if they get resistance from another form, they get to stack that with their with their natural resistance. So they can actually really stack some 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 resistance if they if they if you do it right. If you prepare. Okay. The next race are the Sarcasian, Sarcassians, Sarcassian, you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Sarcassian. All right. They kind of look like um, long, skinny, gray-skinned guys with pony ears and big bulgy eyes, big black eyes. Yeah. But they've got these uh, etheric wings. They get plus two dex in con and minus two strength. They are large humanoids uh, with the subtypes, with the racial subtypes, subtype. There you go. Maybe yeah. those words would work for you eventually. And a space and reach of 10 foot. They get low light vision. They get skilled, which is an additional skill rank at first level and each level thereafter. And they get void flare. They can go an hour without breathing and can exist in vacuum without suffering environmental effects and when they're in a vacuum they automatically grow wings made of pure energy that grant them a flight speed of 60. Not bad. They only work in a vacuum though. Still that's pretty cool. Yeah yeah in a space game it's really cool. Yeah. Okay. The, the next race, of course, is the Shobat. Oh, yes. They are four-armed guys 
with really big tusks. Big yeah. ears on the sides of their head, kind of uh, snout almost. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and only two toes on their feet. Yeah, they're interesting. Like looking. three fingers on their hands and a thumb, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. They have plus four strength and plus two intelligence, and they're large with a 10 inch space in reach. Of course. Uh, they have 60 foot dark vision. Forearmed and, and stuff that goes with that, of course. And they get uh, Shobab ferocity. Once per day, when they're brought to zero, they go to one instead. Zero hit points. That's not bad. So it's like the old orc ability. Yeah. Yeah, so very much like a, an orc. Um, swift, so they're 40 feet. And they have a thing called weathered. Um, which is, uh, they get a cold resistance of five, which stacks with one other source of cold resistance. Not bad. Okay. Everybody's favorite, Skitterman. Yeah, I haven't met anyone who's looked at this and not immediately latched onto the Skittermander. <laughs> they are a small... Brightly colored, furry creature with six arms and big bulgy eyes. They are adorable little Stitch men. Yes, they're kind of like Stitch with extra arms. Yes. Plus two dex and charisma, minus two intelligence. Small humanoids. Uh, they get a grappler, so they get plus two to grapple combat maneuvers. Mm -hmm. Right? Nope. You didn't expect that. But they have an ability, they have a, they have a, yeah, an ability, I guess, called Hyper. And what it is, it lets them take an extra move action once per day. Uh, low light vision, and of course the sixth arm, which is stuff that goes with having the extra arms. Yes. So, th they, yeah, they're neat. We had to, the one guy made a character, and then he, they, he got a different job, and they couldn't keep him. Yeah. It would have been fun to have him, have him play that character in the group, I think. I, uh... Don't worry, I think the next time we go to do Starfinder, Starfinder I'm pretty sure someone's going to try and play that race. So the next race are the Urog, which are also a very non-human race. Uh, they look very glowy bug, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they're also large, so they're big. Um, they get plus two con and intelligence, minus two charisma. They have a thing called blunt, which means they're very matter-of-fact, and they get minus two to bluff and charisma. No, bluff and diplomacy. They get electric resistance of five, which can stack with one other source. And they get uh, electrolocation, which is a 60-foot kind of move, teleport almost. You move from um, one interface to another. Um, limited telepathy, low light vision, plotting, they only have a 20 foot speed, and then skill, which we know what that is. It's an extra skill rank, blah, blah, blah. Then the Varthani, which are, they look very human, except for their big black bulgy eyes. Kind of sharp yeah. eyes, you know? 
Uh, they get plus two common intelligence and minus two strength. Medium humanoids. Uh, they get easily augmented, which means they don't take the they, they take less of a penalty for getting cybernetic. Um, they of course have low light vision, and they have a skill focus ability. And then they have skill mimic, which is basically um, if they don't move, if they're not moving around, they can like. Yeah, I think if they can like take ten on a skill. Yeah, it's essentially a take ten as long. Yeah, as they I think so. It's a free take ten. Yeah, it, uh, it has to do with manipulating. Oh no! Actually, it's it's skin mimic because ah. it's it's specifically stealth. Because I'm looking at it, going the only the only skill they reference is stealth, but it's a plus ten bonus if they don't move. Not take ten plus ten bonus. That's so even stealth better. Check. That's even be- that's pretty cool. Yeah. So if you've got a plus five stealth, that's plus fifteen plus your roll. Yeah. So you can become pretty much invisible. So those guys, those are the are the true chameleons. Yeah. Um, the witch weird are the next race. Another four-armed race. They've got um, the backwards animal legs, like goat legs, yeah. kind of thing going on. Um, they get plus two charisma and intelligence and minus two con. They're medium. They have absorbed force. Um, they can use any number of their free hands to catch magic missiles. That's pretty slick. <laughs> There's more to it, but you know, doing so they absorb the missiles and all this other stuff. But uh, yeah, it's kind of neat. Um, what else do they get? They get a, they have a force bolt, dark vision, of course, being four armed, and then they have hagglers, which gives them plus two to bluff and diplomacy. How do we just pronounce this one, Rick? Rick Ritchie? Rick Ritchie, yeah. Rick Ritchie. They are definitely praying mantis style creature. Um, They're very crustacean looking, though. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Plus two con and plus two intelligence. Minus two dex. They're medium humanoid with the aquatic subtype, so they're definitely crustacean. You know what they remind me of? The aliens from uh, District 9. Kind of, yeah. They yeah. kind of remind um, me of those. And they get they have amphibious. They have a, a, an ability called cooperative, which gives them a bonus to skills checks and aid other actions. Like when you're helping someone else, you yeah, get, they get a bonus cool. to help somebody else. Above yeah, that's what pretty you cool. Give them. Uh, they have dark vision of 60 foot. They have sheltering, which is... They ex- Instinctively know how to exploit cover, and they benefit from cover as if it were better cover than it is. Is basically what it is. Um, then they have snag, and that has to do with their kind of hooky hands. It lets them get a they get a plus four bonus to attack for grapple checks with the snag. That's not bad. Them. Um, then their movement, they have a different, they have a 20-foot land speed and a 30-foot swim speed. And that is it for this book. Yeah, and that's just the first Alien Archive, to give you yeah. an idea of just how many well, different playable races there are. 
do we want to leave these last two books for next time? We could split these over into the next episode let's and finish do up. That. You know, let's let's finish up races for Starfinder next, in our next episode. Yeah. We'll figure uh, out which will be Alien Archive Two. Yep, and, and Pack Worlds. Right. So, all right. That's that's it for RPGs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we will take a break and come back later with the. Uh, uh, well, the miniature section. And we're back. Yay. Woo. Um, so, we're talking miniatures now in this segment? Yes, we are. We're still doing 40K stuff. Uh, we'll be doing 40K for a little while longer, I think. Uh, not too, too much longer, but... At least for another couple episodes. Okay. So, uh, specifically, this episode, we've decided we're going to talk about the new starter sets. The two-player starter sets. Specifically. All the ones for 8th edition. Now, we start out with the original ones. The Dark Imperium. Right. Which were First Strike, No No, no, no Fear, Fear, and the Dark Imperium. Yeah. Um, which is primary Space Marines. And the Death Guard. Which, which is what you were. Choices. Yeah, you were all over. The models in them are absolutely. Oh, especially God. the Death Guard. The detail yeah. of those models are amazing. For quick build, push fit models, yeah. they are gorgeous. And you get some really choice models out of it. It's really good for people who don't. Who are, who are new, new, new to the mod, to hobby? Who yes. Are, who are the building models is not something they've done before, because now the the little booklets tell you exactly which pieces, the numbered pieces, which one goes where, and you put them all together mm -hmm. individually. And you know very exactly well done, what each model has because yeah. it gives you all the information. Yeah. And you know what the price setup. For the Dark Imperium boxes, three, is brilliant. Those three are great because you can start real small. $40 for first strike. It doubles, goes up to 80 and then it doubles again and goes up to 160 And each one of those gets you so much stuff. And if I remember correctly, first strike introduced the Reavers. Yeah, because it had three Reavers and three Intercessors in it. Yes. And then, and, the, and then Death Guard had two Death Guard and five Pogs Walkers. Three. Three, three. three Death Guard and five Pogs okay. Walkers. Um, then No No Fear. Yep. It had and your that went to full units. Yeah. So it's a unit of... Pox Walkers, a Pox unit Walkers, of Death Guard, yeah. unit a Lord of, of Contagion. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it had the uh, Fetid Bloat Drone. No, that, that didn't come to the yes. one, did it? No, it didn't. Fed Lodron did come in day. No No Fear. But the, the... And then, of course, the... Um, the Primaris side... Primaris side the, is a captain. In your Gravis greatest Arbor. captain, yeah. yeah. The greatest captain. The Intercessors. Mm-hmm. Um, Hellblasters. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> and I tell you what... A couple of boxes of those are great ready to get some five-man hellblasters that yeah. you don't plan on doing anything special with. 
Yeah. So, I mean, and, and they're also really great if you go, well, I want the regular bolter style, the standard bolter style bolt rifles with those. Yeah. If you're not doing the stalkers or the auto. Right. Or if you're not doing the special. The you're not getting the weapon, grenade launcher. You know, which is great. If you're, if you play points battles in true match play, then you, it's if, perfect. If you, if you doubled up and you had two five man intercessors, then one of the things you can do is you can go ahead and get that 10 man intersection box. Then. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the option of the, the thrower. Yeah. The, the grenade launcher. And then you just build up the other, the same weapons and make them both 10 man units giving one of them the grenade launcher. Yes. Which I I built grenade launchers with all my guys. Yes. I used regular bolt gun straps from some of the bits. Mm -hmm. the, the, the bits with the bolt gun strap. I just clipped the bolt gun strap and put them on. And then I used, I actually used bits from um, War Machine. And created their I just had like three little things, and they, they're bigger rounds than the regular bolt rifle would take. So they, they're great for the grenade. Yeah. And they then, do look cool. And then I cut up a Space Marine vehicle smoke launcher. Yeah. And put and mounted it underneath the barrel. And, and then attached the, the strap to it with the grenades glued onto the strap. Looks great. Yeah, they turned out nice. <clears throat> but um, then, of course, you've got the Dark Imperium box out. Oh uh, yeah, which is just enormous. Oh, it's got the jump troops. It's got the blow drone. And it's got everything. Yeah, it's I mean, just so much stuff. It's not only that, but it came with two new things for Death Guard players: and the Noxious Blightbringer and the Malignant Plate Caster. Yeah. So it really it introduced some new stuff. And I tell you what, the um, the point co the, the the cost point, money wise, is still what twenty dollars cheaper than the than the later ones are. Uh, some of them, yeah. And I think they kind of I think they did that on purpose. Yeah. There are people that will still go and buy a freaking dark imperial well, box. Did we talk about doing it recently? Yeah. We did, in fact. Actually, Just, we were looking at No No Fear. Yes. We were looking at No No Fear. Yeah. Um, and because and you were kind of like, oh, another blow drone? More pox walkers? Can never have too many pox walkers. You can't. Right? Dude, they rebuild. You know, if you kill something in close combat, they, you got another they, pox they, walker. Yeah, they just keep going. You know? it's, not even, it's not even returning. Because if it's a full unit, you kill somebody, you get another Fox Walker anyway. Exactly. So it's it's not it's not recursion, it's just adding on adding to the unit. Which is something that if I remember correctly, goes all the way back to old school yeah. Warhammer Fantasy. Uh, with the there was a really cool mercenaries unit that did that. I can't remember their name, but they were awesome. they still allowed mercenaries? Yeah, back when mercenaries <laughs> were still a thing. All right. The Lord, the dogs but, of war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were. The dogs oh, of that was war. Good stuff. But but they, they they give you so much in that box. Yeah. That it's a great, honest to God, for 160 bucks, 
you buy a box, your buddy buys a box, you split the armies, so one guy takes all the dirt, uh, the... Death Guard. Death Guard. One guy takes all the Primaris Marines. Each person gets a book and, and the dice and all the other stuff that comes with it. It's, a, it's an amazing way to start an army. It really is. It really is. I mean, it's... It's just a quick, simple, easy way to do it. And I know a lot of people give the easy fit a hard time because there's no modulation. There's no... You know what, though? There's no putting other stuff in it. But... Easy fit has come a long way. But they look great when they're done. Yes. I mean... I remember the Easy Fit models whenever I got into this hobby. The Easy Fit Space Marines, they were a stock standard pose, you know, gun across on. the chest. Little, little plug on gun into the into yeah, the hand. Yeah, and a little plug on uh, backpack, yep. and then you put them onto a base. They were three pieces. Yep. These models I remember are I used to have some of those. Uh, I still probably do have some Chaos I'm, Space Marines uh, like was, that. Was, well, I might. Oh, well, yeah. You might have wanted <laughs> that. Because I've got those years Chaos Space Marines now. Actually, that was a good trick. Looking at them, looking at them, I know I do. Yeah. One or two, there's still one or two of those. I'm just a space marine and I got plug on hands and backpack. Yep. Um, but the, the the new, like I said, the new the, the easy fit are Dark gorgeous. Imperium. They trio go together boxes so they go together so nicely. And, and a lot of people are like, well, you know, if you, you put some glue on there and you put it together and it doesn't fit right. Okay. Dry fit. Dry fit. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta clip a little off, but generally speaking, they and pop right You know in there. what? If you're a Death Guard player, a gap is filled with goo. Yeah, a little, a little bit of glue and a spray bottle of water. Yep, it makes awesome pustules. Yep, because it awesome. just, it pits and everything else. Yep, it's it, just it looks awesome. I actually generally over glue my models. Your Death, for Death Guard, anyway. yeah, on purpose. and then I. Just him with a little water or a little glass cleaner, and it makes them pit, and they just look so much cooler once the glue dries. No, no kidding. It adds some nice texture. Yeah. So, uh, should we move to the next ones? I suppose. Okay, I'm pretty we can sure move that the next chronologically one. speaking, the next one to come out was Forgebane. I think so. Forgebane was Necrons. And the Adeptus Mechanicus. Now, these were not easy fit. No. These, these were, were full kits across the board. And... They didn't always have this, all the options. True. But they were well, still... No, I want to say they did. I want to say it was a full kit. You know what? Kit. I think you're right. Yeah, because the Skatari could be the Vanguard or the... Uh, yep. Rangers. Rangers. Yep. Um, you had all the options for your... Your weapons on your big walkers. Yeah. Um, well, the big walkers, though, let's be fair. That was the introduction... To Imperial Knights, really. Of the Knights. And they went in the Imperial Knights books. So. They did. Although, and technically speaking, the arm book that, that was in there, the little rules pamphlet that was in there, actually was designed to say, hey, this overrides any other rules that you've got for them right now. Like yeah. For index. It, it overrode the index rules. Yes. Which was great for the um, Necron players because the rates in there were so much better than the index version 
Yeah. Points wise and everything else, they were amazing. They were. They that, really were. That people were like, no, here's my rules wrong right here. Yeah. Of course the new the new ones, and we'll get to this, but the new ones have some rules right in it. Yeah. That they talk about how to use them. Yes. But no, the um the 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 difference here is you got the Mechanicum, mm-hmm. which are the human army, not just not even space marines yet. They're human. A yeah. lot of them cybernetically enhanced and everything else, but they're essentially still human. And it's a great starting your, point, though. Yes, yeah. and you most get, of your box sets up until this point, especially for 40k, it was always space marines and, and another army. Yep. And often it was orcs, and except for uh, what was it, third edition, where it was dark Eldar. That was neat. Although yeah. that was the new thing at the time. The Dark Eldar models was were new, new yeah. and they were the new hotness, and everybody loved them. Everybody and now the new ones. Them, so. You know what? I will take the new ones over those ones every Got single it. time. Because yeah, yeah. I, I played Dark Eldar at that time. They were horrible. It, it, they were horrible. But, it, but it's a, these are great starting points. Yes. Now, are. here's the thing the Necrons started with Immortals in that yes. box. Now, Immortals were troop, troop choices. Yes. So, that's something that they do. Every single one of these boxes starts out with a troop choice on each side. Mm-hmm. I think an HQ on each side. Yep. And then other stuff. Yes. So, the, you know. Uh, the AdMech actually had less stuff to choose from, but it got two Imperial Knight Armagers. Yeah. And they were Vicious. I kind of wish I'd have kept them. They were, but you know what? Yeah, they were nuts. I, the only reason to keep them though is if you're going to build an Imperial Knights army. Yeah, which I'm not really planning to do knights. No. That's just... The the, the cost is just too much. Mind you, when you lose a model, it's like, oh, sh- there goes a third of my army. Yeah, yeah. And let's let's face it. Models like the Hellblasters can do a lot of damage to a knight in a single turn. Well, just wait till we get to uh, a certain army here on the next one, because with their new rulebook, they have some stuff that's just designed to kill stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the next, the next after after Forgebane. Yes. Because the Forgebane was the first new one. It didn't yes. have a rulebook in it, but it had rules for the models in it. Yes. Which was a good step. Yeah. Instead of the big rulebook, which. There are people that are like, well, I've already got the rule book. Why would I buy that? And Without the rule book, it, may, it allowed people to go, well, I'll buy them for the Necrons. And then I'll see if someone wants the Mechanicus side. Or they go, well, these are two armies that I play, so yeah. I'm getting that. Then add into the fact that when 8th edition first came out, they just gave away oh, the, the, the Mantra rule book. Yep. The, that was just the, the basic rules rules. portion of it. They just, hey, here's our website. Download it all you want. Well, you could download it. I think they literally they gave, away gave pamphlets away. No, in you know, at the stores they had a stack. Yeah, yeah I remember you just walk up and grab them. Yeah, they did. And they in fact, did. you know, yeah. it was it was nice. But it was like a it was something a, Games Workshop 12, has never done before. Like an eight or twelve page little pamphlet. That was it. Yeah, little fold out. It was amazing. And it just had all the basic rules in it. Yeah. And Games Workshop has really come a long way. Well, they, they really have. They streamlined so much. They took all of the gribbly bits, I like to call them, all those little extra things 
that the simulationists love. And yes. went, okay, let's let's filter this down and take some of the simulationist out. Because it's a it's a game. It's a game with little plastic men and dice. Yeah. And I mean, if you still if you still like the style that was seventh edition, it still kind of exists with Her- Horace Heresy. Horace Heresy. And they they've said they have, they have no intention of making Horace yeah. Heresy eighth edition rules. Yeah, it's it's staying what it is. So, so and I mean, Horace Heresy. There and there were are people that are sliding over two great boxes for Horace Heresy too. There's more than that now. Well, as I recall, there were only really two: the betrayal at Calif and the burning of Prospero. Two great two army starter boxes. Well, betrayal at Calif isn't even. Well, both of them are technically, they're, they're technically board, board games. games. But the models, but the people, everybody use them because oh, they're the God. right, they're the right genre. They're the right style. The yeah. boxes. I, hell, I had one, mm-hmm. and I used it to build Death Guard and Space Wolves. I mean, because Death Guard and well, Space well, Wolves. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Um. So after Forge Bane, though, we had they, Wait, they did Wait the, Dead. the Dead, which is the one I was actually the least interested in. Same here. Simply because I was not planning on playing Eldar. Yeah, I have... And I would have had to find someone who wanted the Eldar side. I played Eldar years and years ago, back in like 5th or 6th edition. I just never could get into the swing and of them. And they once again were Primaris. Yes. On the other side. Yes. So it was Primaris Marines against the Eldar. Which the Eldar side of it is nice. Yeah. It's a good start. You know what? We talked about the Eldar starter being all the Wraith... Stuff. Yes. Um, this and that box oh, makes yeah. a great army because it, oh, yeah. it, it rounds out everything else. All you need then are like your, your jet bikes. Yeah, pretty much. All you need at that point yeah. are jet bikes. Because you had everything else. Um, it, it, yeah, it really did. Um, I don't, to be honest, I don't remember what was really in the Primaris side, but I don't think it was I anything was horrible to you. I want to say it was Interceptors, Intercessors, in Reverse, with a new Lieutenant. It could be. That could be it. I want to say the Lieutenant was the HQ choice. Um, it, was, it was not a bad box. You know, if you're an Eldar player, I would definitely suggest picking it up. It's worth it just to build up your army some. If you're starting out and you want to play Eldar, it's yeah, still a good box. It's perfect, to buy. yeah. Okay. And if you're a Space Marine player and you want to add some Primaris to your army that you didn't have, if you've got it's someone who it's, it's it's great if like one of your buddies wants to start Eldar and you just want to add a little bit, it's a good it's a good place to add. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm trying to see if I can actually pull up what's actually in the Wake the Dead box. I think it's your next it's, one down. It's here. But it doesn't show me what's in it. There it is. There it is. Okay, there, so there are three... Um, three interceptors, interceptors. A unit of intercessors. A unit of reavers. And what looks like a captain. Yeah. Not the gravest captain... But the I think a regular captain. captain. And if it's not a captain, it's a lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just looking at a picture. Yeah, and the Eldar side of it was a unit of guardians. Well, it's it's a, a unit of guardians with the unit of wraith guard. 
with a tanky thing, a weapon platform. Yeah. Uh, Wraith Guard. A Wave Serpent. Yeah, a Wave Serpent. And, and a, a spirit, spirit Seer, actually. Oh, it's a Spirit Seer. Yep, it's actually it listed as a Spirit Seer. And the other side, is it is a Lieutenant. Uh, intercessors, Reavers, and Inceptors. Which, to me, the only reason I'd get is for the Intercessors to have a second unit of them. And the Reavers, because I don't have Reavers yet. I've got two units. They're pretty good. I know you do. I've, I've, I've had you use them against me. It was yeah. not fun. No, they were pretty good. It was not a good time for my... Uh, <laughs> it was for me. I, what was it? It wasn't Death Guard that we played. That was Imperial Guard that you took. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. you're cruel. Oh, yeah. Because you're a cruel friend. They just ripped through those they guys. They do. And then the and then the Inceptors with the bolt guns... Oh, God. ...jumped in and leveled yes. a unit. They just destroyed stuff. It's like each guy shoots uh, six shots? Three yeah, it's something gun? like that. It's, yeah. it's, I think it's three on each gun. It's either three or six. And they might each shoot 12 shots. And then it, so it was like 12, 12, 12. And I just they blasted just, the crap out of that they one. They just unit. light things up. Yeah, it happens. So but, uh, the next one... You'll have that. Yeah. The next one was my favorite box. Tooth, Tooth and, and Claw. Mind you, you didn't oh. get it, but, but you won. It's so hard to get now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, give, it a, give it another month or so. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Um, especially with Shadow Spear coming out. Yeah. Tooth and Claw, will, they'll let up on Tooth and Claw again. Yeah. And... But I, one thing I've found is they're not putting these out of production. You can still get Dark Imperium boxes. They're yes. still putting them out. Well, it's a great starter. Like it is said. an amazing starter. So Tooth and Claw, though, has two of my favorite yeah, armies. Yeah, yeah. Space Wolves, two, because the, I, I love me some Space Wolves. The two you are building. And Gene Stealer Cult. And I know, I know, after things get a little bit better here in another couple months... I know you're going to be fishing around on eBay or something. Go, huh? There's a copy of Tooth Claw. I, just <laughs> I know you're going to. It's got to happen. I know it's you're going to happen. Because uh, the Tooth and Claw box, it came with a special lieutenant. Yep. Just for Tooth and Claw. Um, came with a unit of intercessors. It came with a Redemptor Dreadnought. Oh, Which yeah. those are just cool. I picked one up. Already. Yeah, yeah. they're they're neat. Yeah, so they when, are when neat. you get that box, I'll see about getting that redemptor for uh, you. Maybe. Gonna, I'll think about if it. If you're not gonna run by I'll think about it. He said if you're not gonna run <laughs> Um and then the Gene Stealer call, if I remember correctly, it came with a unit unit of uh aberrants. Yeah. An abominant as your yeah. HQ choice. Abominant. Which is Big the boy. which is the uh, HQ version of the Aberrant and then it came with some uh, regular cultists. Was it cultists or brood brothers? It was cults. Okay. Uh, it did not come with brood brothers which I'm all about because I don't care for the brood brothers. If I wanted to play guard I'd play guard. Because they're, they're pretty much guard. That's They are guard. They are guardsmen. It actually says in the Gene Stiller cult rulebook that you can use uh, guardsmen and you can use imperial guard units and just claim them as brood brothers it's part of the rules they don't get any of the bonuses of being imperial guard and they don't gain any of the bonuses of being gene stealer so no orders for you nothing <laughs> yeah they 
Some of the times, some of the times you actually roll one of those guys is because of some of your orders you did. Yeah, the orders were useful. Oh, when you the fire twice, you did the one turn with. Um, yeah. At that at that land raider yeah, full of. I'm um, sorry. Death company, dude. I am so. I sorry. was so like. What the hell? Mind you, for some reason your <laughs> dice actually did something that game. Yeah, my dice were on fire that game. And then the mortars dropped on him. After you destroyed the tank, you dropped the mortars on him. And, and, and you left like course, five guys in the units. And then, of course, to cap it all off at the end of the game, my High Lord Commissar, Lord Commissar Davik, thank Davik you very much, kills killed a bale. No, no, he killed the ball bear predator, predator the by bear. himself. With, with, his a power sword. with his little power sword, ran up, <laughs> ran up and chop, chop for what Great three game. turns? Yep. And you oh just my couldn't god! Hit me. Yeah. Couldn't hit me with your flamethrowers to save your life. Well, I was in combat at that point. I couldn't shoot flamethrowers. Even then, you couldn't get him. But I, I you know, I was you rolling, tried killing him for like I rolled three the, hours. Uh, I was rolling the the combat. I had to roll sixes. My my. Yeah, but before, before that, even when you were moving in on him, you couldn't manage to kill. Yeah, no. The units. I that did were like. Well, I did like a wound to him with a flamethrower. Yeah, you did a wound to yeah, him. Yeah, uh, six automatic hits and one wound. Yeah. That you didn't say. You saved like two wounds on him. It was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. He actually did that's, something. That's that's why I kept him. I got rid of the rest of the guard. <laughs> I kept him. He's cool. It was it was kind of neat. He's pretty cool. You should find when, a way to use him with your gene stealers. <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm saving him for when we do Wrath and Glory. Um, I'm gonna build him as a character in Wrath and Glory. That's that's where Lord Commissar Davik is going to show up. Yeah, see, because one one of the things they were doing here is these books are coming out with they were coming out these boxes were coming out at the same time or, or shortly before or after the books. Now, yes. Or or one side of the book. Yes. Usually just before one side of the book. So I know if we go back to um, Forge Bane. It came out just before the Necron Codex. It did. Right after Admech and right before and they Necron. Sell, they sold the hell out of it. Yeah, they did. Because there, there were plenty of people that went, okay, I need three of the Necron side. So they would have three troop choices, three Cryptex, three units of Wraiths. And that was a freaking army and it was yeah. just insane. Yeah. Because those are insane choices. Yeah, right they there. are. They get nuts when you get that many yeah. rights on the table. Now. But then, walk the Wake the Dead, I don't think, followed that. Um, I, you know, I'm not sure when Wake the Dead because came Because Eldar out. came out well before that. I think Wake the Dead was just one of those books that, or boxes that just kind of came out. See, I think, I think they put it out when they did to fill a hole. And I think they originally had missed their chance of doing what they did with all the rest. Yeah, because I know Tooth, Tooth and, and Claw, Claw came out just before the Space Wolves. And it came out just before Vigilus. Which, well, Vigilus is coming out with, it just came out. Yes, but Tooth and Claw is part of the Vigilus campaign. Oh, it? It's I the precursor to the Vigilus oh, it's, campaign. It's the, it's the build-up. Yeah, okay? it was part that of the build-up. Because Vigilus has a lot to do with the Shadow Spear. Yeah, and I mean, it came a out. lot. Yes, uh, which reminds me, I'm gonna have to get that guy with the spear. Yeah, you do. Uh, as a, as that you're now a Black yeah. Legion player, you kind of have to. Have well, it. I might be able to get him in May when I sell off the. Yeah, well, we'll so, see. You know, we'll see. 
But speaking speaking thereof. Oh yes, here, the one here that, comes the new the new, the new one that's coming out is so excited, so excited. Is we'll, we'll start with the chaos side. Yeah, chaos so space ahead. marines with numer new chaos space marines. Which okay. how has long has been it been since so they've done a new a so new long. actual chaos? Yes, they're easy fit, but they will they will put out because they do it with all the easy fits. They yeah. later put out a full version of the box. That means. Chaos Space Marines are getting a new box. Yep. <sighs> Finally. It's been years. Not, then years. after that, they just need Core Berserkers to come out. Oh, don't new Core Berserkers would be yum. How, how about just some... Uh, Primaris size. Berserk. No. Core Berserkers should be that big. Well, yeah. I personally... I want new Noise Marines. Something fierce. <sighs> If they bring out new they noise either. marines, I will build my cipher and fulgrim army. I will. <laughs> I've been wanting to do it for what but two years. They've got they've got the command in that. Yes. Is a psyker. Yes. It a is soul a new seer. Chaos or like that. sorcerer. Yeah. Essentially. They do well. They they. And he's named, if I remember yes, correctly. Yes. He's a named character, um, but more to the point. His abilities are amazing because he does things for does things for the possessed and for summoning. Yes. So if somebody within six inches of him summons, they get a bonus to the the amount like the number because you roll to see what what power yeah. level you can summon. Yeah. You get a bonus to that. Which so is you can summon even stronger stuff. Just super cool. It really is. Oh yeah, he's, I'm so gonna be summoning. Yeah. Uh, Summoning those demon princes under the table. That, uh... Boom. The new Chaos Space Marine Codex, or Heretic Astardes. Um, a part of me wants it just to build my Fulgrim and Cypher army. And well, I love those Alpha Legion rules. they got to... I love those Alpha Legion rules. They've got new Possessed. But they're not Possessed. Yes. They're Greater Possessed. The Greater Possessed are they cool. They come looking. in units of one or two... And you could put them out on the field, and after you put them out, they do not have to re retain cohesion. They can act independently. Which is very cool. And then the other group they have... Oh, God. Here it comes. They've got a whole new set of rules for them. The Obliterators. Now, they're uh, considerably more expensive. Yeah, but the three you know what? The three of them used to be power level 10, and now they're each power level 6. And they started a, level, uh, a unit of one. And you can buy up to two more. So you can get up to power level 18 by having three of them. But holy crap, power level 13 or 18 is huge. That is a lot. Um, that is land raider level oh yeah. of points. Oh yeah. Mind but you, I think they do more damage than a land They're going raider to. Anymore. Actually, they're, about, they're probably going to be on par with a repulsor. Well, they still do... They still do just one obliterator. Well, it's probably going to be almost they, on par as they got, a repulsor. They got a boost in toughness, a boost in the number of attacks they make, and they get the same D three, three D three for their weapons, but it's no longer four plus D three. It's now six plus D three. Oh. So they gain two shots with D three penetration and D three damage on each shot. So, yes, in, in quite a few ways, having three of them is a lot more damage output than, than a Land Raider's doing. Oh, yeah. 
I, I'm. They're gonna be nasty, and I'm kind of afraid to see them in and action. I, I'm so looking forward to being able to put two units of two on the table. I know you are, you dick. I know it's it's. Horrible, he is. But He's a dick. I can't help it. <laughs> I have the toys. I want to play. I know. But, of course, the final, Kudai, ice cream on top. Yeah. <laughs> is the Venom Crawler. Oh, that thing looks so neat. It looks like they weaponized a giant spider. Which is kind of, kind of awesome because I made a Defiler years ago <clears throat> that is a giant spider. It's great because one of the things... That and you now it's, it's like, like they hit my brain... Out. And just made this thing. And I am so excited that it's coming out. And I so want to get one just to have one just to mess around with. But it's here, such a it, cool kit. It comes with the, for, for close combat, their, their front legs basically, they, they attack with them. But they get two extra attacks whenever they fight with the little dendrite, mecha dendrite kind of yeah. tentacle things they've got. And then they've got assault three guns on each side. So they're they got, gonna, they they're got two, nasty. two assault three guns. So you're talking about six shots just, even when they run. Just imagine when they bring out the full kit for it <clears throat> and all the rules that it's going to have. They got, they've got they had that picture with the big gun up on top. At least that's what it looks like because it's got that rail down the middle of, yeah. the, of the body. Uh, spiky bit. They've got a gun that you can mount up on top of that. They've got a picture of it. It's pretty sure that that's what it is. And I think that's from the full kit. <clears throat> I I hope so. Because the full kit, I imagine, is going to be super, super cool. Imagine being able to switch out those side guns. For, for variant side guns would be awesome. Like flamers. Oh, man. Put some flamers on I mean, it's, it would become close yeah, combat. I, but I have boom. a feeling that the Venom Crawler is kind of going to replace... The Forge Fiend and the Mauler Fiend? Maybe, because they've been hard to get those models lately. Yes, if not replacing the Defiler itself. See, and that's what I'm thinking more. I'm thinking Which it's going to replace the I, Defiler. I kind of don't want to see happen, because I love the Defiler. I know a lot of people don't like the model. I think it's an ugly model. I think it's a very mm. chaos model. Not when you compare it to a it model like It doesn't make any sense. See, it shouldn't work, and that's why it's awesome. I like the Soul Grinder better. The Soul Just Grinder is a that, cool model. To me, looks more chaos. It's something that has warped into a monster that was a Spider Walker. I'll give you. To that. me, that's what that looks like. I, I will give it, you that. It, it demonizes it, and that's what this is. It's a demon engine. Well, the Defiler was always a demon engine. Now, um, I've also seen in the previews and stuff that are out, they talk about how to use it. Because they're, mm. well, here's the thing. Because the Marines are easy fit, they are listed in the data sheet as a sergeant with a chain axe and a plasma pistol, four space Marines with pistols and chain uh, swords, three Marines with bolt rifles, or bolters, a Marine with an assault cannon, and a Marine with a plasma gun. Okay, there's no variance, no changing it up. But in there it says, this particular thing does not override it. 
This is a list of what's there. This is so you can just have what's there if you don't have the, like if you don't have the army book yet. Yeah. You can use this to run your army right now. It actually says that it does not override what's in the Heretic Astartes book. That's cool. However, the obliterator rules in there, they actually say that those override what's in the Heretic Astartes book, and these are the official rules to always be used with them. See, I have a feeling with some of the stuff that's coming out in Shadow Spear, we're going to be seeing... <clears throat> version 2.0 of some of these army books soon. Um, there have already been dozens of rumors I've heard about the Space Marines coming out with a new army book. Which, at this point, they're no, going to have to. They need to because they, we'll get into the Vanguard Marines then. Yes. Because the Vanguard Marines are oh, all new Phobos primaries. Armor. So cool. All new primaries. So cool. The, the troop choice in there are kind of like scouts. Everyone, oh, the uh, Reavers are scouts. Nah, these guys are the scouts. The yeah, Reavers are Reavers. Because <laughs> they're an elite choice. So you can't really right. use that as a scout. But, but these guys, you can use kind of as scouts. Their Phobos armor helps them with that kind of stuff. And they have smoke grenades. And the one of the models is literally a dropping a smoke grenade. There's yeah, smoke coming a, out of the grenade. It's, it's a, a super cool model. model. Super cool. Um, it, they, of course, have a, a lieutenant mm -hmm. and a captain and, and a librarian. Which I so want that librarian. Then, I before you go any further, I have to say, the design of that librarian, I have a feeling <clears throat> some Dark Angels players are going to be crazy mess. over uh, this model. No, they absolutely he looks, are. He looks like... A new sculpt for Ezekiel. They absolutely are. Really because does. they talk about the fact... Because they don't have librarians. They have secret keepers or whatever they're called. Yeah. Right? One of the things that they did with that is they said, Hey, the Dark Angels guys, they're, um, their captain is actually one of their... What would normally be called a captain. Yeah. But is it? And your librarian is your psyker that isn't called a librarian. Yeah. They actually count as them. Same with Space Wolves. Which I am super excited so about. So the captain is a wolf lord and the librarian is, is a, a rune, rune lord. priest. Yeah, rune priest. That's it. Which I'm totally so, stoked for. I'm going to have to do some little conversions on them. Yep. It's no, gonna yeah, you get bits out. You get bits out. You're, I, you're gonna I, got, I got now, bits out the, the wazoo. You know what that's going to look like for my army when I eventually get it? Yes. It's going to look. It's going to. It's going to look a lot like the librarian I actually did. Because I did not put the open face on my librarian. <laughs> Excuse me. I put the helmeted head on. So he's. It's going to be very similar to that, but rogue. So it's like, oh, I can't wait for that. <clears throat> um, but they also come with that three-man sniper team, which are a heavy choice. So they're kind of replacing, like, Havocs or well, Dev Squads. Yeah, it's 
I think they're supposed to be the Primaris version of a Dev Squad in a way. Well, they long shot, long range, hitting on a six, always auto hitting on a six, with more wounds on a six, and because these are the guys that have three different types of ammunition, they can do yeah. that, or they can they can shoot at characters, or they shoot just a better shot, something that does better AP and, and stuff. Really, I don't see a downside to it. Like, there's no downside at all. Those guys the, are awesome. The ones I'm interested looking. in, though, the ones I'm most interested in. The jump troops with the autocannons? Those new jump troops that look so very cool. Oh, what were they called? They, they remind me of something you would see now. in Earth Defense Force. Well, they... Like, they look awesome. They're a new kind of jump troop, but they're not really a jump troop. They're a drop troop. They've yes. got the they've got the same rigs as the Reavers can have. Yes. Where you can teleport them down to the surface. They don't jump. They don't fly after that. They just drop down to the surface, mm-hmm. and you basically deep strike them on turn two or later. Right. Yeah. So. And they just lay down fire. Well, I mean, you can deploy them normally, but you can choose to instead. That's the beauty of them, though. You can choose to drop them further away than nine inches mm-hmm. because your guns are very likely going to be like 36. Yeah. <laughs> so you can choose them to drop a gun 15, 16 inches away and then open fire the same turn, even if you're at minus one to hit. Yeah. For every move. Now, they're probably heavy. They might hit me heavy. No, they're. I won't be surprised if they are heavy weapons. No, they're weapons. a fast attack choice, but they might be heavy weapons. Which I don't remember. Would anymore. be kind of neat. Because although to be fair, because they would get how when you drop they would they would be minus one to yeah. hit. Look at how good those interceptors are. But they use with those, the plasma cannons. The, the, yeah, but those even are are assault weapons, aren't they? I think they are. Which means what they're designed to do is assault, shoot, assault. Shoot and move all over the field. They're they're kind of these guys are meant to drop kind down of like hell blasters that can move around. These guys are meant lots. to drop down and then just shoot the crap out of whatever Although, they can see. To be fair, hell blasters, you can give them the assault version of that gun. True, and you can move them all over the place and do whatever you want with them. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. That's what we were talking about here. Is the flexibility that they actually give you with some of these forces is amazing. Yes. Now, mind you, it won't flush out a whole army. That gives you all the options to play, to put, like, if you know your opponent's head real heavy and, you know, does a lot of tanks or whatever, you need the heavy fire firepower. Okay, yeah, I'm going to have the big guns. But yeah. I'm only going to have three of those big guns. Mm. Well, six if you count the snipers. Yeah. But still, is that going to be enough? Do you do you then need hell blasters too? You know, I have a feeling that this box, it's going to be a good starter box for new players, especially if they want to do one or the other. But for people who have been playing for a long time, or guys, you know, guys and gals who are chaos players might still want them. 
Well, chaos players are going to want them, period. But I'm talking, you know, players in general who play these two basic forces. Can I have both? They, I know you do. They are... Yeah, it, it is. Um, They're going to look at this and say, that is a great expansion to my army. Yeah. I mean, that's how we're looking at it. Yeah. That's one of the reasons we're picking it up, because the Primaris side of it, that's going to go great with my Space Wolves. And I'm finally going to have Obliterators. Part of the reason I never had Obliterators is because back in the day I had Obliterators. I can't stand them up. They're yeah. so horrible. The new obliterators are beautiful and they easy are. to put together. Well, that's like, I had the old metal obliterators yep, back those in the are, day. Those are horrible. Oh, they were tiny and they were heavy and they just They were basically the same size as the old metal terminators, but they had twice the crap glued on them. Yeah. And then there was the fine cast obliterator, which looked nice when you could get it to fit together. Right, because fine cast, of course, warps so bad. Yes, it had so many problems, and the air bubbling and oh, that being was my biggest brittle. problem with it. Oh, fine cast. Uh, every time I got a Necron fine cast model, I would find the long straight pieces of their staves and cut them off and pin them immediately. I wouldn't even put them together. I would cut those freaking staffs off and pin those straight those flat, straight sections immediately just to give those staffs more stability. Yeah. Because I was going to end up breaking them. Why not just do away with that right now? Yeah. Because fine cast is a problem. I like the new plastics they've gone to are amazing. Oh, yeah. Everything is done in that new plastic. Yeah, I mean, I just picked up the uh, new Magus. Which, that model is a is a gorgeous model. The detail it's, in that thing is amazing. And the pose is strong. You were, you were, you were putting it together and I'm just sitting there going, damn it. I'm going to hate having to kill that. <laughs> yeah. This, the, uh, the model is gorgeous. I've actually seen some people recently oh, who are taking that model and making some amazing Inquisitors. All those and doing a lot of really amazing. cool stuff. Yeah, the Gene Stealer cult models. The new bikes? Nice. Those new bikes you got? Oh, <clears throat> I love so those jackals. Cool. Those jackals are so cool. With their wolf quad. Oh, awesome stuff. I cannot wait to get an Achilles. I mean, it's, it's going to be fun to build. I mean, the model range is just gorgeous. And that Keller morph? Yeah, he's oh, cool. Oh, man. I like the one conversion they did with the... Um, what's the four-wheeler? The wolf quad. Yeah, the wolf quad. They took the guy, the helmeted section of that wolf quad, and mm. put it on a Keller morph. Uh, so cool. That'd be pretty cool. It was so cool looking. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, I've... I've seen some really cool stuff for Gene Steeler called R.A. I, I really kind of dig the... The post-apocalyptic poncho look on that, the one that they did. Yeah, with the three arms, two guns out, third one drying. Yeah, it's That's just really super cool. neat. It was really cool. And just the strangeness of he only had, he has three arms mm-hmm. instead of four. Right. 
that's just kind of that lopsidedness. It just looks really He always faced the reactor on one side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously. He but, was obviously um, posted at a station where the reactor was on that side of his body looking at a screen inside like that. Yeah. I mean... <clears throat> the stuff that Games Workshop is doing nowadays is super cool. And these new starter boxes are a major part of it. I mean, I don't know the details of what happened whenever the CEO changeover happened. But I think it's the best thing they could have done for the company. Oh, this, this yeah. new, the changes that have come since he's come in is outstanding. Just he's outstanding. The one that, he's the one that came in and said, okay, we're making a new edition. Eighth edition. And then all of the changes began with we're simplifying the rules. Because that was the first step. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. These rules are easy enough to understand that literally you read through that what little eight-page fold-out once and you know how to play this game. Yeah. Even if you've never played it before. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of a little bit of a learning curve for me having been playing since third edition but your problem was remembering which rules were current and, and, and leaving out the ones that weren't yes and getting rid of initiative oh god thank you yeah that was such a pain in the butt to do and to, to be honest there's still kind of an initiative yeah but it's it's set up differently now it's based off special rules and charging it's not based off, well, this unit charged this unit, but this unit has higher initiative, which technically cancels out your charge, which does this. But it's got a power that. fist, so it's now as. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was annoying. That's like the power fist. Well, that's the worst part was you could have a unit that most of the unit has one initiative, and the guy with the, like, the power fist, something that changes your initiative, has a different initiative and goes at a different time in the combat. Yeah. Which a lot of times they you end up getting him killed before before you ever it. got to use your power fist. Well, that's something else they did is change how that uh, how damage allocation works. Yeah, damage allocation is they're my models. I tell I tell you who dies. Yeah, which is nice. I like that change. too. I, at first, the first time I read through it, I said I thought I wasn't gonna like that kind of stuff. But then you play it a couple times. It's like, oh man, this just works well. Yeah. Because there's no argument about which guys die. I just get to choose. Exactly. So, I, I really love that. Mind you, some kind of the sniper rules can... can They can still add that kind of thing where they say, you know, these models have a special rule that says they get to choose who in a unit die. Or, or is damaged. Yeah. I look forward to seeing what they're going to do... Or hit, even. ...with the assassins... I think that's part of what they're going to do so that they can come up, hit a unit, and go, I killed the heavy weapon. And I think the Vindicare is really going to be the one right. that does all that. Right. Well, even some of the close combat ones where they can go, I hit a unit and kill this guy in that unit. Because the idea is they're going to jump into the unit, into the mass of like 20 guys or whatever, 15 guys, 10 guys, and pick the guy they want to die. Yeah. And I think the Clexus is really mm -hmm. going to have... Oh, I think all of these it's, assassins, when they come up oh, with yeah. the rules for them, they are going to shock. Yeah, which they did in the past. 
I mean, I had the old Officio Assessorum book from back in the day. You remember that one? It cost $5. Man, when books were cheap. Um, but it was literally only 10, 15 pages long. And it was just for these four specific models that you could take. Mm-hmm. Well, so, in the index, I love the, the rules. That, it was actually post-index that they did the rule words. Yeah, you could make an attachment of these four guys. Actually, there was just four choices. So you could run four Vindicare if you wanted. Which is terrifying Which to I, even I, think I, of. I prefer the idea that you can run one of each of them with no command as an attachment. Because they did it with Sisters of um, Silence, too. They said, you can have three units of Sisters of Silence with no HQ in a detachment. I, I actually hope that they add Sisters of Silence into the Sisters of Battle in the long run. So, you know, that's just me, though. Uh, you know what? I agree with you, and I hope for the same. Unless, unless they're going to save them for... The um, Inquisition book. Which I hope they do. I hope they do an Inquisition book. I want to see the Inquisition come back and come back in force. I mean, they made a Gregor Eisenhorn model. No, they got a model just for him. Which, they can put it in the book. Re-release the model as not a limited model anymore. Yeah. Even change it. You to know, make so it the older Gregor instead yeah, of the young Gregor. Yeah, make him the older an old man, and then put him out again, a new model, and people are still going to buy it. Yeah, because it's, it's awesome. Eisenhorn. Yeah, it's Gregor Eisenhorn. So, I mean... But these, the way they're doing all of this stuff right now, with this, especially with this, these starter sets, has just so been... Great. It's been positive for the game. It has. It has been extremely positive for the game. Well, I'll tell you what. If Dark Imperium hadn't been such a good box set, I'd have never gotten back into 40K. And, to be fair, that was my fault. True. My wife still blames you. I know she does. She probably will for the rest of our lives. Probably. <laughs> but, but, I saw those new rules and I showed them to you. Yep. And I was like, you know, they released a new starter box. One thing led to another, and yeah, now here is. we are. You know? <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm adding this bit in editing. We forgot to mention during recording that we do have a Facebook page at Warlords and Warlocks on Facebook and an email address, which is also Warlords and Warlocks at gmail.com feel free to send us questions and comments okay so we're going to close this out mm-hmm. um, I want to mention the opening song is a song called Sleazy by a band called Dean James and the Black Dogs Dean James has given us permission personally to play the music he's a good friend of mine and you can get this album, I got my copy on Amazon, but I'm sure you can find it anywhere else too. iTunes and, and all that kinds of stuff. I'm sure it's around. But this has been Joe. And this has been Dave. And we are Warlords, Warlords and Warlocks. And Warlocks.